Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for holding on and hanging on a little bit. Uh, we're back. Uh, man, what an amazing show. This is kind of part two of a really freaking awesome show. Uh, my co-host, Pete Glusick, sitting to my right. Pete, has this been uh, already, and we're only halfway through it, been an amazing show? Amazing. We had uh, one of one of the most charismatic uh, people in the world of bass fishing to talk to about what's going on in the sport. It, it was it was an amazing interview. Really enjoyed it. It's crazy, and we're going to analyze that a little bit. We're our second part. We're really going to break into our second in studio guest here, one of my heroes. I already said that, <laughs> uh, Mark Jeffries. But uh, I didn't mention this to you in the first segment. We got another special announcement we're going to make live right here on Ike Live, and it is Mark Jeffrey's birthday today. Yes, it is. Yes, so it is. we would like to celebrate Mark's birthday with a special oh. cake that we made. <laughs> and on the count of three, we're going to light this candle and we're go- all going to sing. And we're going to get a close up of this. Is that a lion a or a panther or what is that? I don't know. Brian said you like. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, that, it's that's got a funny. fresh. We got to look. That is hilarious. Look, it has a fresh kill on its, it's face. <laughs> you see the blood? And look, you see all the kill. Look at the kill sitting on the side of the. Kill. Oh, that's all of his prey. <laughs> that's its prey. Awesome. Look at the pig has no head on it. The turkey has no leg. Oh, and it's all blood. I may become oh a, a cake designer in my next yeah, life. That uh, is just. Oh, that is, I got to take a picture. Yeah. Of that. So that let you impressive. let you guys at home know this cake. <laughs> was actually designed by our very own Rebecca Iaconelli. That is impressive. It's so disturbing. It is I don't disturbing. know if I want to claim to this cake. Especially wow. when Vegas is asking mommy where his mountain lion is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ate all those farm animals uh, on the bottom. How many germs are on that cat? <laughs> mommy, what happened to my mountain lion? You're right, dude. Oh. Wow. Wow. So that, I wanted to sing happy birthday. I wanted to light the candle and sing happy birthday. Should we not do that? That is impressive. Do we have a lighter? Oh, I forgot that. Oh, can we get oh, a lighter? It's all good. Oh, oh, we it's all good. We'll imagine. That, that made my uh, day right there. What Wait, kind of okay. cake is it? It's just vanilla, because I didn't know what you liked, and I couldn't oh, ask you. Roadkill on the side. <laughs> nice touch. Did, did you hold it up so you could zoom it in? Yeah, let's see. Because everyone needs to see the humor of this I'd, cake I'd, with the with the animals and the... All right, let's see what we can get. Brian DeCarpenter, I mean, let's get a little zoom in here. I don't know if we can see that. Oh, Mike. Uh, the there, you there you go. Look at that. There it goes. Yeah. Oh, God, don't tip it out, dude. Don't <laughs> <laughs> It's a cougar, and he's eating everything. <laughs> no, on the side. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, it's a pig, a turkey, and a cow, and a sheep. <laughs> I'm a little worried what's going to happen when you cut into oh. that cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's what's yeah, there? like that blood pie from that Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. That is too cool. Thanks, Becky. You're welcome. Happy you're, birthday, You're welcome, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And we, we, we asked you this earlier, but you're 40, 40 what? 43, Dude, 44? I'm 53. I'm old. 53. Is that an honest age? Yeah. You wear 53 very well. Do I? You think it's because yeah. your height or? Probably. Okay. So when you read your card and I and it says happy 60th for me, it's because Becky, <laughs> Becky told me you were turning 60, dude. <laughs> That's messed wow. up. That's messed up, man. Mark. Mark. Oh, Mark. Oh. 
Oh, wow. See, oh, I got beers, too. Wow. Happy right. birthday, buddy. Thanks, Happy birthday. Beer. Yeah, yeah, we're all drinking. That's good. Cheers. Uh, let me remind everybody, it's been an amazing show so far. And as we continue, we're going to start talking to Mark about a lot of things. But we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say. Lots of ways to get a hold of us here on Ike Live. Hit us up on the instant messaging right there next to your screen, the IM board. You could also hit us up on our social media sites. It's Ike Live Show at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At, I don't know, about 9.30, quarter to 10, we're going to put up a toll-free number, and you could call up and crank call us if you want. Breathe heavy, act like Dave LaFevre, whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Now, Mark, before, you know, I want to, I actually want to analyze a lot of what just happened, but I, I, I don't want to get into that. I actually want to start with you a little bit, because a lot of people know Mark Jeffries. They know the web show. The live show, Bass Talk Live. Yep. They know Bass Zone. But but let everybody know, and and I know this story because we've talked over dinner, and yeah. I kind of know your story. Let everybody know how you got into this crazy mess. <laughs> because you're not you're not a traditional fish, yeah. what I call fish head. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not a traditional fish head. No. Let everybody know a little bit how you got into this crazy I, sport. You know, I moved to Oklahoma from California, and I actually knew Byron Velvet. When he lived in California, he actually lived in Huntington Beach, but I didn't know really anything about him. I just right. knew who he was, and yeah. you know, he was a beach bum and all that and everything. <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> but, uh, I, he did a lot of other things. Secrets. But I, I, I went to the University of Oklahoma uh, from California, and I got hooked up. I played baseball. I got hooked up with a guy that was on the team, and I didn't even know what bass fishing was. Yeah. And he took me to his uncle's farm pond. Yeah. And that was the first time that I ever. Really so you're tw- you're in your 20s. I'm in my 20s. Yeah, okay. I was like 19. Okay. 19. Yeah. And uh, that's what really, really got me hooked. So as I went on into the corporate world, I started to find more about what was going on. Uh, you know, and this is the late 80s. Yeah. And it was right before that heyday of where everybody was in a club. And at one time, the first Top federation ride. club that, that I was into... I mean, we had almost 100 members at that time. It was insane. Wow. So uh, got more involved in that, fished the Federation qualifiers, did all that and everything. Well, as I continued to fish, my interest in the way that the game was being covered from a media perspective really intrigued me. Yeah. Because I was always into sports. I always had that sports mentality uh, from uh, a college and a professional standpoint and I saw a need to cover the sport of bass fishing very similar to the way that the other sports were covered yeah. and that really wasn't being done uh, as you know in the in the in the 90s and and really in the early 2000s at the beginning of the elite series it wasn't covered by any independents for None. the most part it was all done internally yes and then it was distributed to media outlets, newspapers, you know, uh, all the cities. same generic release yeah, to everybody. It, it was just very, very dry, not very intriguing. It really didn't perk the interest in anybody to find out, oh, what's this game all about? Yeah. So, uh, as my career at, uh, at UPS in the corporate world, I was on the downhill of the sign curve, man. I was getting to that point where I had relocated, I'd been there 20 something years. 25 years they wanted me to move to the pacific rim and go on a special assignment to clean a mess that was over in the pacific rim wow you just after yeah just after i relocated 
to Kansas City. I was still fishing. I was fishing at Grand Lake a lot. And yeah. Was still coming back to Oklahoma. Was this before or after the um, the movie? The movie. Yeah. The uh, what? What's the movie where the the uh, UPS FedEx guy? Cast away. Yeah, yeah, This was after that. This is after that. Because I'm wondering if you made that decision (laughs) based on Castaway. Dude, I was just tired. I was tired of cleaning up people's messes. Right. And I didn't want to go over to the Pacific Rim and spend three months. And it was a a three-year assignment where I'd be over there for three months and then come home for two weeks. I said, screw that. Right, right. And I told him, I said, look, guys, give it to some young guy. I'm on the downhill here. Let me just finish out what I'm doing here, yeah. and, and I'll go on down the road. And they were like, no, 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 we can't do that. So they sent me back to Oklahoma, and they, they bumped me down in the management structure. And uh, I'll never forget, man, uh, the boss that I had at the time walked into my office. I was the, the district controller, walked into my office and said, did I not tell you? Now, this is a female district manager. Not that that makes a difference. Yeah. But she says, did I not tell you to take care of the fucking donut expense? And I looked at her and I was like, what are you talking about? The donut expense. Did I not tell you to take care of the donut expense? And she was talking about the donuts that we used to buy for the UPS drivers every morning on these, they would call them safe driving days. Well, part of my responsibility was to monitor expense. Dude, I'm running a $50 million district and she's worried about freaking donut expense. (laughs) So I turned around and I looked at the back of my desk and I looked at my, my wife and my kids and I said, you know what? I'm done. Well, all that time, I was planning on changing the way that the sport of professional bass fishing yeah. was covered. Yeah. I knew in my mind, I knew what I was going to do, and and I had that plan. So at the very first Elite Series event at Lake Amistad, I showed up with a video camera, a laptop, a Canon digital camera, a recorder, and it was me, and me only. Yeah. Started to cover it was on the water, did all this coverage. A lot of people don't know, and I'm very respectful to what Bass is doing, but I was actually the first one to broadcast live from the water. That's interesting. And that was mentioned in the feed. Somebody knew that on the IM feed. That's very interesting. Yeah, Uh, We actually put together a platform of which uh, we had Harold Allen. A lot of people know the legend, Harold Allen. Uh, He would actually be on the water doing play-by-play, and the Nature Boy, Matt Pangrak, everybody knows him from BTL, and uh, he's been with me for uh, for almost 10 years now. Uh, wow. Would, would, would run the camera. When did he start working for you? When he was, uh, right like, 12? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he still is. I think he's only 13 now. Is that, anyway. uh, Mark, is that uh, common law marriage in Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no kidding. Uh, so he, he would run the camera, and, and Harold would do play-by-play, and... We figured out a way how to uh, take the video feed and bring it in, and I would be at an establishment in the city that it was taking place. Yeah. Like uh, an example of that would be we'd be at Gunnersville, and I would be at uh, Wenzel's Oyster yeah. Oyster yeah. Bar and Restaurant there, and we'd set up in the corner, and the video feed would come back to me. I would put the video feed in through the website, and everybody would get to see what was taking place on the water. So yeah. uh, we actually did that probably year number four of the Elite Series. Wow. And uh, before that, you know, I, I I think it's very important. Before that, we were actually the first company to give people information of what was taking place on the water live. And one of the most memorable 
moments was I was the only person around Steve Kennedy when Steve Kennedy broke the record on Clear Lake. Wow. And, yeah. and the, the people that were tuning in to the Bass Zone at the time, they got to see the pictures within an hour. It was probably really 30 minutes wow. of when it took place. Uh, I actually had shots of all the fish that Steve caught when he, when he broke the record yeah. because we just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And I had came up with this platform to where I was typing in the boat with the laptop inside a cardboard box because you couldn't see because they didn't have outdoor screens. So here yeah. I am inside of in a, a box, cardboard box in a cardboard box looking out. Hey, Steve, how, how big was that one? You know, and here I am. Did you feel like away. a homeless person? <laughs> no, but uh, I guess you could have, you know, you could have characterized me. I guess that's a, that, that's a, that's amazing. You you were really yeah. cutting cutting edge with yeah, that. Yeah, so so we did that, and uh, you know, we realized that as the thing progressed, it got better, and we were still we were the only ones doing it. And I, and I'll never forget. This is a great story. Okay, and uh, I, I I remember Angie Thompson was very upset at us, but we were at. Uh, uh, oh, what are those? Uh, Harris Chain. Harris Chain. We were at the yeah. Harris Leesburg. Chain. Leesburg. Leesburg, Florida. Right. And that was the event where Shaw Grigsby and Grant Goldbeck were fishing in the, the same yeah. little canal. Little, little pond, little okay. canal. And, yeah. and they were they were sight fishing. Yeah. They, were, they were catching fetters. I, re- I remember well, that. I remember we that. Didn't, we didn't want to bother them. Okay. And we have the utmost respect for these guys when they're on the water. So <laughs> we were back at, at the house that we were staying at. And I turned and I looked at the legend. I go, man, what are we going to do tomorrow? And uh, he goes, well, he goes, in typical legend fashion, he goes, use your damn noggin and think of something. I sat there and I thought, and I go, let's go get in the car. He's like, where are we going? We drove to the neighborhood that those little canals were in and just started knocking on people's doors. Yeah. All right? Because we thought, okay, if we can get somebody to let us in their backyard, we can cover it. Right. The first place we went to, knocked on the door, told the guy what we wanted to do. Oh, yeah, man, come on in, wow. man. I'll barbecue, I'll cook burgers, hot dogs. Oh, my God. We'll have the hell You're of a time You're not Jersey tomorrow. anymore. You know? <laughs> so, so we show up the next day, and I'm back at the, at the headquarters where the video feed is coming in. Yeah. And uh, Matt and Harold are camped out on lawn chairs in the back of this guy's house doing play-by-play. Wow. Watching everything that Shaw Grigsby and Grant Goldbeck did. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Right? And and that was really where I think they, they said, holy crap, what is this guy doing? Yeah. We've got to get to that point. Well, at the time, the, the technology was very, very just early stages of being able to do this. Yeah. It was enormously expensive. Uh, but we felt that we had to do something that was different than what everybody else was doing, yeah. uh, trying to cover the sport. Yeah. Uh, we did it, man. And I'm telling you, when I got back to the media trailer, I got my ass kicked. But I did. <laughs> there, there were some people that were not happy with yeah. what we did. But I, you know, I tried to tell them, look, I had to come up with creative ways to try and make our product better. Yeah. And and that was the idea that I came up with. So as everything evolved. Uh, I made the decision that you know we're not going to be able to do this anymore yeah. from a live perspective because I mean they were doing everything that they were doing and 
the business that we do and the way that we cover the Elite Series, guys, it, it has constantly evolved and constantly changed. Yeah. Because, number one, we don't want to do what everybody else does. Right. Number two, we want to offer a unique product to where the companies that are involved with us get a really good value based upon production. And, and you know I'm on this big tyrant right now about how companies should utilize their pro staff yeah. and really position their products based upon the production that their pro staff has. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a huge, huge proponent and, and believer that consumer behavior takes place based upon the way that you guys perform. Yeah. I, and and, and I'm, I, I keep waiting for somebody to tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah. The exposure that you get, and, and just like I mentioned on uh, the interview with Jerry, it, it is enormous that you guys are able to spend three, four hours showcasing the products and the companies that you represent. Mm -hmm. Well, my company in the Bass Zone had to do something different to to be able to do that and combat that. And I think you see a a totally different type of video coverage that we offer now. Uh, The amazing thing is, is Matt and and Dave shoot the video for us at every single Elite Series event. The amazing thing is there is about probably a three-hour turnaround. In wow. those pieces that we do on uh, on the Bass Zone yeah. during the Elite Series event. In fact, uh, when we were at Gunnersville and we were staying at Boyd Duckett's house, uh, a number of the anglers were staying there also, and they would walk by and they would see Matt doing all the editing, and uh, Tim Horton walked by there and he goes, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, this is our coverage for the day." He goes, "You do that in in one day?" And he goes, "No, we do it in two hours." Wow. And then he sends it to me back in the studio. I do all the final edits and then uh, add in what I call fluff and throw a little fluff in yeah. there and then uh, get it posted within really a three, three-and-a-half-hour yeah. window. It's right. amazing. I mean, I, I love it because it's it's timely. That's cool. But I, I love what you're doing because it's non-biased. It's straightforward. And you don't see that with a lot of – you know what I mean? You don't yeah. you don't see that. I love that. But let me ask you this. I'm going to corner you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like – it's like you're Jerry. I'm going to corner you. I cornered Jerry earlier. <laughs> Bring it on, man. You. <laughs> Obviously, in the timeline of how all this sh- shook out, and I knew this already, you were really the first one to initiate a lot of what you're seeing now. And yeah. even Ike Live, right? You're, yeah. you're, you were the first one to, to precursor this. Does that yep. do you feel good about that? Does that make you proud, or does that piss you off that you it, know it, it other? It does both. It does it both. Does both okay. Right? Uh, it, it makes me proud because I think what we do and and the ideas and concepts that I came up with. Remember when I approached you about Ike Live? Yeah. I said, dude, this is one way where you're going to be able to showcase your talent and position your products for your sponsors in a totally different way of which nobody else is doing. Yeah. More importantly, it's going to benefit, going to benefit you because you're going to develop even a greater fan base because now they're truly going to see what you're like right. off the water. Right. And and I'm very, very proud that, that I mean, look, look what's in this studio and look uh, the, the job that you and Becky and Brian and, and Pete and everybody else has done with this thing and kind of ran with it. Uh, as far as the coverage, it okay. pisses me off. I'm going to be honest. It really does because uh, I put a lot on the line to do what I did yeah. and to be the first one most of the time. And I think it's more of a pride thing. It's not an ego thing. Yeah. It's I put a, a lot on the line 
to go out there by myself and do everything that yeah. I did, and nobody really acknowledges the fact that all this buzz and all this stuff about all the live coverage. Hey, wait a minute, Jeffries was doing this, you know, ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. I acknowledge you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's frustrating, and and maybe some of my uh, moxie or my attitude toward a lot of things that are taking place in the industry as a result of that. Right. Uh, there, there have been people in this industry from a media perspective that called us uh, a garage band. And I, I, Damn. I, I, Is that the actual term? Yeah. yeah. No. Who, who called oh, you yeah. that? Who, who did that? Huh? Who called you that? Uh, I'm not going to say. Oh, but, so, but the but, garage but band was the actual term actual they used. Term. Yeah. Wow. Mark, here, I like it. here on Ike Live, we, we don't hold anything back. Yeah, well. You know, well, that's actually, I, I, I think garage band, in my opinion, Dave, let me get your take on this. That's kind of a compliment. Because garage band's kind of like grungy, cool. Nirvana. Like once you hit Nirvana mainstream, you suck. Like when you're still a garage yeah, band. But yeah. you know what? He's from California. He, he spent a lot of time in Oklahoma in the Midwest. <laughs> they view that a little bit differently than how we do, you know. Oh, like we would take that. No, like we would take that as a badge of honor. That, you yeah, know? a fucking garage yeah. band. But like no, in California, cool. you're kicking it right in the balls when you call them a garage <laughs> band, dude. It pissed, it pissed me you off, know, it was, dude. it's a slight. It's a slight. You know. Dude, I, I, I spent so much time and so much. I, dude, I was in a freaking cardboard box for crying out loud. <laughs> right? Yeah. Urban nobody, camper. Nobody has ever said. With all this buzz about all the live stuff, hey, wait yeah. a minute. Jeffries was the first one to do this. Did you feel like Ozone from Breaking when you were in that cardboard box? Nobody knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so what was this guy doing when when you were innovating, right, mm-hmm. in the lawn chairs? What was this guy doing that called you a garage band? What was he doing? Uh, he was sitting probably in the comfort of his office waiting, if Ike did well, waiting for Ike to answer his phone. So he could uh, find out what happened during the day. Yeah. That was his method of covering the sport. Yeah. It'd be kind of like, you know, I'm a huge NBA fan, NFL fan. If uh, Sam Bradford had a great game, it would be like he was waiting for Sam Bradford to, to answer his cell phone so he could find out what happened on that 4th and 20 <laughs> right. play. So, yeah. You, know, you, you nah. can't do that. You yeah. can't worry about that. So Jay Kumar called you a garage band. He's in a garage band. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jay Kumar's watching right now. I want to tell you, I'm sure he is. Shout out to Jay Kumar. I, I was, and and I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, there's there's still a little bitter, and and there's totally bitterness. Very, we sense it. I, I've always been respectful of of everybody from a, from a media perspective, with a few exceptions. Yeah. And it was because I was standing up for what I felt was the right way to cover this game from a media perspective. Yeah. So, so you've, you're innovative. You continue. Yeah. You know, you helped Ike with Ike Light. What's what's next for BTL and Bass Zone? What, what, what's coming? Well, I, before, before you even answer that, <laughs> i got to tell you that what you're doing with, uh, like, the Steve Kennedy thing that I yeah. watched. Yeah. 20 feet deep. Dude, amazing. I, yeah. love, I want more of that. I want more Same of that. Same here. For yeah. me. I, I love that. You I know, love that stuff. That is, that is really... Besides high school basketball, that is really my passion right now. Yeah, is yeah. I really it. love taking a story and and getting behind the scenes. And and there's a couple that they're in the works. Uh, one is a, a work in progress because it is uh, some very very delicate subject matter 
uh, of which uh, it's going to take some time to to really get to the root. You know, there's so many people in this game over the years. It's not Pete's sexuality, is it? Caitlin John. There's so many people that have been involved in this game over the last 50 years that you ask, what the hell happened to him? Yeah. You know, or why did this person do that? Yeah. And in some cases, it's very, very tough to make contact with some of these people that we're looking for answers. Is this Matt Greenblatt? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think the cops are looking for him, too. No, no. Get Mansu on the phone. (laughs) No. So I would would love to continue to do that. Uh, Obviously, it's 20 feet deep that we did with you. But the thing about it is, it's like anything else. And Jerry talked about it. You know, there's only one pie out there. Right. And right. and for certain, you know, I I have sent feedback from people that have watched our 20 feet deep series to sponsors. Yeah. You know what they do? They look at it and they go, hmm. And I get no response. Why? I don't know. They're behind. This industry is behind. They don't get right? it. Yeah. Why is the fishing I, industry 10 to 15 I, years I have behind an idea mainstream why. America? I, I have an idea Mainstream why. world. Why? Because they can get so many guys that are dialed into social media for a product deal. So it gets back to what we were talking about before? Well, we'll so many about pro that. staffers we'll that will work we'll for free. In a minute. But it, to have a product that is as good as that product and not have somebody in the industry, because I know they've watched it. They've told yeah. me. Yeah. To, to not say... Dude, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. What other ideas? Not to say, hey, here's the checkbook. Yeah. You know, at least, you know, send an email, drop it. I, I mean, even uh, what's the dude's name at FLW? The media guy, Opinger. I don't know. He's the media director now. Yeah. He sent me an email. Said that stuff is amazing. This yeah. is an FLW guy that's in charge all the media. Why? And 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 it's not like I'm standing there waiting for somebody to knock right. on the door and go, here you go. But the fact that nobody has done anything like that. Because the anglers aren't revered the way that, like, say, Walter Payton is. Like, when NFL Films 30 years ago showed him running up the hills. He was revered. Yeah. I don't. Maybe anglers aren't as revered because the work is amazing that you're doing. But still, you still have, even though it is a very small market segment, you still have that market that everybody out there is trying to get eyeballs in front of. Right. Everybody's trying to capture that one thing that's going to make the difference. Here's the other thing, right? And I have never been about this. In any project or product that we do, we do not do a hard sell. Right. We just don't. The the whole shameless plug, yeah. trying to do things based upon what yeah. certain companies want you to do, I have never done that and never will. Well, people can read through that now, right? Come like, I, oh, I mean, I, yes. I do, I do. I mean, through like through social media <laughs> is a, is a big one. Hey, you could very obviously see it through social. You go, what do you got, Fry? Um, <laughs> I just noticed that one of your one of your new uh, additions to the studio, yeah. behind Dave. The, yeah, it's gone. They're gone out. Two of the letters went out. Well, they only have a four hour runtime, so we're oh. apparently we're. <laughs> oh, the batteries. Cheap are, Chinese you know? batteries. Okay. <laughs> well, now it's Ike. Look. Yeah. Yeah. So you interrupted him with that. Now he's going to derail. Huh? Le. I said you interrupted him with that. Now he's going to derail. That one went out. But hey, I'm sorry. No, uh, Brian and I have some very serious things. Okay, to cover well let's with catch Jeffries. up. Let's catch up. We forget about you guys back there. So let's catch up. What do you got for us in the booth, Mark? Booth. Brian, does that mean anything to you? Booth. This image. 
Throw that back up there. Throw that back up there. Flashback. Mark. Jeez, oh. man, where did you get that at? Wow. Tell me is that's the one. You? Is it you? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. What the hell? Wait a minute. I actually, when I was a kid. Is that you on the board game? Yeah. It's a pretty funny story. I actually did commercial shoots. When I was a little kid for Mattel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for Mattel, drove. the board wow. I had to, Mattel, I had to ride Hasbro. a freaking wow. merry-go-round. I had to ride a freaking merry-go-round for seven hours because wow. I couldn't get the freaking shoot right. Wow. I was crying, and I was ready to go home, and... Yeah, it was brutal. Well, let me, uh, BTL that, is amazing, but the <laughs> fact that we got this Mark, shit right is I, incredible. Mark, which one? Are, which one is you the, there? On the on the right. You're the red, right? Yeah. Red wow, shirt. Yeah. man. Yes. Oh my I, wow. I thought I thought you were making some kind of commentary about him being innovative and no, breaking that, the ice no, with no, his no, show. No, 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 we got a, a little tip, a hot tip Ooh, on hot on, tip. A, on a Hasbro game box. Oh, uh, I'm sure the Nature Boy. We have oh, no, no, no. He would never do that to you. Okay. Now let me tell you, we have searched the web to find the dark web or the who, regular web. Re, we the regular, How the regular you find web that? on God. on which one might be Mark Jeffries yeah. as a small child. <laughs> wow. And we took a gamble on this one, that and we it. both Don't said, if we ice. get this right, this is yeah. incredible. Yeah, so when we one, got it right, we're well, like we're taking shots back. Yeah. Then. The other one was, uh, do you remember the 500-piece Hot Wheels set that had the powerhouses in it, where when you when the cars did the loop and they shot through the powerhouse, yeah. they would. Yeah, I kind of remember, remember, remember that a little okay. bit. The, yeah, I sat there and played with Hot Wheels for eight hours. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. And didn't get to keep any. Why? Well, here's well, I was pissed. Here's what I want to know: <laughs> if if anyone watching tonight has this game, don't break the ice, or has access to this game, wait, send us, send us an IM because I would love to the, get this the in the studio. Shot. Read it. Look the game this. begins, the ice is thin, be careful or you may go in. Kind of sounds like the Elite Series, doesn't it? <laughs> wow, it does. Exactly. I got five That's bucks to Roberta Hess's box. Right. Wow. Now, have you kept in touch with the Mattel? Because they make no, a great dude, sponsor. I, I, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> No, that was just. I'll a, send Jared after him. That's back. a one-time gig. Hey, well, you know, Jared. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I can't believe you found that. I have it. Look, I got cake and a flashback. Wow. At the same time. Pretty freaking awesome. I'm trying to show you this my search history where I was searching earlier for Hasbro board games. Probably. That's amazing. Oh, dude. my gosh. Wow. We have, that, that is impressive. We have your right kindergarten there. teacher coming in next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to look for Mrs. Katzenberger. 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 Holy shit. I remember when I was a kid. Listen to this. It was badass, man. She got a 68 Cutlass. Wow. So what she did was... Sit on dubs? No, it was green. It was that lime metallic green with a white vinyl top. Wow. We had to go home and get these papers signed. She took us for a ride. No. Oh, yeah. We got to ride in her 68 Cutlass. Wow. So would that never would never happen today. <laughs> that, that that's called today. child abduction. That would never no. happen. Well, Mrs. Uh, Meatburger, if you're watching, what's her name again? Katzenberger. 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 <laughs> Meatburger. Katzenberger. 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 She used to wear le- uh, like cheetah skirts. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. So was she hot back oh, in the day? Oh, smoking hot, man. Yeah. So what age do you put her at right now? All right, Google Mrs. Oh, you got you, get, Approximate. Approximate <laughs> age. Was she, she 20 was back then? in her 20s. She, she probably had a, 20s, beehive, yeah. a beehive haircut. 70, what was that? 60, 62, 72, 69. All right. Uh, 70. She's probably 40, add on... What, 50? It's called 50? dead. No, no, no. She's in her 70s. She's in her 70s. So Miss Katz is still alive yeah. somewhere. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to look yeah. her up in a minute. Uh, we're going to look her up. So, so, yeah, did, so did Miss Katz inspire you to collect cats? <laughs> no. That's not. That's the wife, man. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's the wife. That, I mean, you, you know, when you're married 25 years... You just you keep her happy because you have a harem of cats. Right? I do, man. I got four cats. And wow, I'm not a cat person. That's yeah. a lot. Two outside, two inside. Wow. Yeah, they're all orphaned. I mean, it's right. not like I went out and got a cat. Well, no you know? one buys cats. You just have no, them. No, man. They just show up. They just show up. So, so for non-cat people, what's the difference between outside and inside cat? Outside. They and don't. Inside. They stay outside, dude. They, they never take care come of the in. Critters. They never come in. No. At all. No. They patrol. But they know where their meal is. What about the winter time? When there's snow, they they, they stay outside? Yeah. Wow. They get a a winter coat. If you don't feed the outside ones, do they eat more mice? Yes. Yeah, they eat mice anyway, dude. Mice, rabbits, squirrels. The one is a badass. One one dude. Yeah. His name is Buddy. Yeah. He's massive. He must weigh probably 15, 16 pounds. Is he your favorite? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I never let him in, and he never comes into the yeah. studio. He, does, he, does he bring home his trophies and lay them at the back Absolutely. door? Yeah. And He's we like, do, look, this is what I killed. Yeah. Mark, we do have a birthday card for you, too, right there. Uh, open it up right yeah. now. Right this now? is actually a really good time to open this up. Uh, <laughs> we, we're, we're thinking of you the entire time here. Like, like We owe this entire it's gamut pretty, It's pretty to cool, you. Mark, that everyone's known you for a few years, yet they've known me my whole life. I've never even gotten a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Dude, this is... <laughs> that's that's up, man. It's true. Wow. It's so true. <laughs> it's so messed up. What's even funnier is we could, when we were putting together the promo, the intro to the show, oh, yeah. dude, we had thousands of pictures of everybody okay. except Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to take care of him, man. Oh, my God. Oh, Jeez. Hey, dude, I'm gonna give you the first piece of cake. Yeah, right? no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh shit! Jeez, man, you gotta wow. Do I know. Oh, I feel bad. Bry, Bry, zoom up on the. Oh, wow, that bad. is impressive. Look dude. at that thing. Yeah. Let's see. Get, get a good shot of that, cause that's a that's a nice. That, that's you guys rock, man. That, that's <laughs> that's beautiful. That's, that's good stuff. Awkward there. cat photo. That's one of the outside good. cats right there. <laughs> that's buddy. That's I, buddy. I tell you what, at this buddy. point, I think we ought to maybe um. We've given him his cake and his card, and, yeah. and we found his, his past history. Might <laughs> <laughs> as well just keep delving a little bit deeper. Yeah. Oh, what now? Mark what Jeffries. Now? What else we got? Dave? <laughs> now, what I thought, the coolest thing I find about you was that you you were a professional bowler. I was. And you once bowled 17 I, straight strikes. Wow. No, Is that true? No, wait a minute. I didn't know this. He's a card-carrying professional bowler, apparently. You're kidding Damn me. right I am. Where's that? Wow. It's in here somewhere. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Right there. Mark Jeffries, Professional Bowlers Association. Damn right. Wow. And Cat Connoisseur. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> PBA! He bowled, he bowls both left and right-handed. He's ambidextrous bowler. Amphibious. Switch hitter. Yeah. Switch hitter. Switch hitter. Wow. About that? Why, I'll go there. Why, 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 <laughs> so do you, are you still bowling? No. I, I. The last time we went bowling was, uh, when was that? We had fish and chips 
three years ago. Wow. Me and the Nature Boy and Dave and Dean Rojas went bowling. Wow. Did and, uh, you still did you pick did, back up on it yeah, immediately? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Did Dean Rojas use like the yellow ball with the little tiny fingers <laughs> so he don't break his little wrists? What did what he use? His little wrist. He wasn't very good. I do <laughs> I do remember that. But uh yeah, that was probably the last time. I, I had a goal one time where I wanted to win a bass tournament. You, you know, a little locally yeah. could have been on Derby. Win a bowling tournament. Alright, as a professional. Yeah. And kiss a uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that still hasn't no, happened. No. It's on the bucket list. At the, at the age of 50. And uh, the only reason I've kept my card is it is such a pain in the ass yeah. that once you relinquish your card, it, it's really hard to get it back. What, what is it What is it to qualify to keep the card? What yeah. does that mean? Is it like a Well, once you do? earn it, once you it, it, there there's certain qualifications that you have to go through. Yeah. Uh and and back when I first earned it, you actually had to go to Q school. You had to qualify. Wow. Yeah. All right. And uh you you actually had 2 days. It was either 2 or 3 days of education where they educated you on all you know, how to handle the media, how to yeah. get sponsors, uh how to live on tour, best wow. practices. Uh, it was really, really good, yeah. and, and a lot of the stuff that I learned when I, I first went on, I actually went on tour for six weeks. Wow! Uh, and and a lot of the stuff that I learned in in preparation for that six weeks, and then suddenly realized, ooh, I'm not that good, you know, wow. and realized yeah. I, I I need to do something else. Were there after six weeks? Wow! Uh, did you see a lot of similarities between oh, when you were involved tons. in that and and professional tons. fishing now? I talk about it all the time on BTO. Yeah. And uh, you know, they've struggled. The, the the professional bowling industry has struggled. They're actually owned now by former Microsoft executives. Really? Yeah. And uh, it was funny. The guy couldn't join the PBA tour because he couldn't qualify. So he said, "Screw it. I'll just buy it." Wow. And that's what he did. He just he bought the tour, mm-hmm. and uh, your overhead's got to be. They went through a lot of changes. They Dave, went through. Dave Smith and Charlie Hartley might do that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've went through uh, growing pains and a lot of uh, sponsorship challenges, and it's nothing like it used to be when when I first got involved. Yeah, it. nothing like. Yeah, it. keep that card in your wallet. I wish I had a card that told me I was good at something. Yeah. Like, no, we're, we're gonna go uh-huh. to Becky for a. Uh, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. What? Dave, do not. Th- <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Don't down yourself. Well, You've got, got a card. Here comes wall. the punchline. Go no, ahead. There's no punchline. What do you got? You are the <laughs> official uh, in New Jersey. You know, each state has the one that has the the largest scale model ever, and Dave is the largest D and D. Scale model holder in New Jersey. There you have it. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> back really? In the day. Yes. Yeah. I was running Meads Dungeon Master back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> all all okay. the dirt is coming out wow. tonight, Brian. Okay, yeah, I was a Dungeon Master. All the dirt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, what do you have for us back here tonight? Wow. Island? So there were some comments that <laughs> if uh, even the. I hate you. The, there could be a professional <laughs> bowling association. Brings yeah. us back to the union talk about fishing, how we don't have. Of this, which is going to then bring me to the next topic. Chris yes. F. asks... <laughs> F. He didn't want to give his full name. Sorry. F. Paul Mueller getting to fish the Federation Nation Ooh. events. What are your thoughts since he is an elite? Wow. Mm. Well, I might turn this one over to Pete, because I've, I've got I've got thoughts on it. I don't <laughs> think it's right. I don't think it's right. Uh, I mean, you know... I. 
Actually, you know what? I step back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two sides to it. Half of me thinks it's terrible and not right because he's an elite guy. There's no way in hell he should be allowed to fish at the amateur level, which is what the Federation is, right? So half of me thinks it's total shit. He shouldn't be doing it. The other half of me is like this. Wait a minute. It's a route to the classic, right? If I'm provided with that route and I do everything legally to get to that route and have a chance to qualify for the classic, why not do it, right? So I'm split on it. I thought you were going to let me talk first. Well, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but well, no. no we'll the, expand on it. I, I, I will because you're exactly right. You know, it, the, there is no rule out there that exists right now where he cannot compete. Right. Right. And it is a path to the classic. And as a rookie elite angler, I guarantee you he's not sitting on a pot of gold. Right. He's battling to pay his mortgage to pay care for his family and he is I guarantee you his well his sponsor contracts are probably assembled with bonus clauses. Sure. Getting to the classic, right? Any way you can get there, that that those clauses are going to provide for him and help him to be to compete and stay yeah. competitive. And there's another real positive side to this, right? He was a federation angler yeah. going in. That's how he got here. Yeah. Right, he can do more work for to benefit his sponsors yeah. by going back and fishing those tournaments than probably just about anything else he can do. Right, right now he's the guy that's made it, but yet he's still grounded with his federation buddies, his federation club, yeah. and he's still spending his time with these guys. Yeah, and 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 that's a very very powerful thing for a company that's backing him. Yeah. Can I play devil's advocate though? And and two points as you were talking that I thought of, and the one is from the standpoint of of the fans and his fan base, right? Do you think does that the the detract at all from you know someone seeing Paul Mueller as a professional? Jumping back to the amateur league, do you think his fan base is is what 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 do you think they're thinking? You know, it's hard it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I I think uh, I don't know. I think I hope they would see him as doing this for a positive mode and right. not to try to take advantage. Because right. I I've met Paul, I know him a little bit, and he's not that kind of. Yeah. Individual, I he's think a good guy. he's probably yeah. he's probably doing this with a very positive measure, and I I think I, I think a lot of his fan base will see will see that yeah. you know they'll see through that. But I your card that you're pulled out of your wallet, I've talked with many guys in our sport that says we need a card. You know, do. professional angles. You need, we need to be able to go into our wallets when we're giving seminars or getting hired by sponsors and say, I am a professional. Right, and that separates me from the guys that are masquerading as professionals, yeah, and, and doing that kind of stuff. And with that card would come a set of rules that says you can't go back and fish the right. Federation Nation. You can go, you, but you have to make an appearance and you can do some promotional work there. But you're not allowed to compete at the amateur yeah. level once you've made it to a certain level. I think that should be the case. Should be. I think it should be the case, but it's not the case right now. And I don't blame Paul for for going back yeah. and fishing I, at all. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the, the, I think the other thing that is getting me and a lot of people, probably why this guy commented, it's not like he took one step back, right? Because if you look at other professional sports, you know, Jerry when he was talking. You know, he was having some bad seasons. They wanted to pull him back to the minors, right? That happens in every sport.
But this isn't like he was gone one level back. It's like he was gone two levels back from the top level, like in one jump. You know, and I think that's what's, you know, it's not like he was going back to the opens to qualify for the Classic, which is kind of a semi-pro level. He was going back to the grassroots, amateur level, where guys are working, working class guys, have this opportunity to make the Classic. And he's taken a potential spot away from the true federation guys, the true amateurs. I don't the think the fault lies with him. I think it fault it lies it, with who set up the system. Okay. Yeah, if he's yeah. if he's legally allowed to do it. Yep. I you think you're, I think you should, I agree with you, Brian. And I, I think other guys are doing it too. I think there's I you know I've read about other guys you know trying to make it through the federation. I remember Takahiro is an interesting. Uh, I remember he he dropped out. Uh, he he failed to qualify for the top 100s. Way back, right, and he went back and and he he didn't fish the the federation, but he actually won an amateur, uh, tur- the amateur side of a top 100 out of the back of the boat. He's a co-anchor after he as, qual- as, after he qualified to fish professionally. He had fished professionally, but didn't fail to qualify the following year. You know, should he have been allowed to go back and win that boat? Great question. As, as an yes. amateur, as long know? as it's within the within the rules, yes. Mm-hmm. So Look. if as long as it's legal, he yeah. can go back and do it. Look, well, guys, of course. It, it, you know, we we have discussed this topic on BTL, and and it's a simple answer. If you have the platform to give these guys the opportunity, they don't even have to consider going back fishing the federation. And what I mean by that is the true realistic triple-a version of the opens is what's needed it's been needed for years to where you have that platform to where if guys want to fish because the only reason he's fishing it is yeah number one it's a way to the classic but number two there's nothing else for him to fish right right yeah okay if you truly have a platform that the guys can prove that they have what it takes to make it to the Elite Series. And I'm not talking about three events. You have a West, you have a Central, and you have an East. You you set it up exactly like the Elite Series. Prove to me that you can make it on the Elite Series with this minor league system. Then you mm. give the guys that, okay, there's nothing going on. Yeah, we'll let these guys go back, but you got to put parameters in it. right? You're going mm. back to re-qualify. Mm-hmm. Now you've given them an opportunity to... Requalified, but obviously it costs money. That's that's you know, the deal. It, it, it costs money, but that pie, you need to carve something out of that pie, to where the guys don't get into the situation, to where if the guy's fishing the most elite professional fishing tour in the world, and he has to consider going back fishing a federation event. What if he just likes Shouldn't it? Should be that way. What yeah. if he just likes it? Yeah. You know what? Go fish. Go fish a Thursday night jackpot. <laughs> Do whatever. Stay away from that. But give the guys a platform to well, work. that's true, though. What? He, no, what Dave said. He might I, just like I, it. I, I got to step back on my opinion from what you just said. <laughs> which just is competing. No, which is I'm going to fish a couple winter leagues here in the next couple weeks. That's fine. And that's even below the Federation. That, and, it, but guys are going to cry and and complain. But they about, beat my asses, though. Uh, but yeah, they, they, don't, they don't care. There's they nothing care. wrong with that, though. Believe I, me, they care. They gripe about it. What in the world is Ike and Ellie coming here taking our money for? And they, you will get those complaints. I guarantee you'll get those complaints. Mm-hmm. I'll hear them. You know? it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. All right? But when you, when you center it around 
what supposedly is your career, right? That's where that's the differentiator mm. there. Gotcha. Right. Uh, we just we just well, need to make the elite anglers also financially elite anglers, and that would really alleviate them from having to you know his, do his, anything like this. His comment earlier about that the NFL is printing money. Do you know why they're printing money? Do you have any idea? Because TVs throw it at them. That's it. You know, if it wouldn't have been for the TV contracts, uh, the situation wouldn't even exist. But here's here's the fallout from those TV contracts. Guess who's going to pay for all those TV contracts? It's us. If you're a cable, satellite, or any type of subscriber, there was a massive story in the Wall Street Journal here about, I don't know, it was about six weeks ago, uh, that talks about the future of how much it's going to cost you for your, for your cable service. Why do you think you see the big trend now in all of the uh, Apple TV and, and several of the right. other subscription stuff? Because cable companies are losing money. Everything that's taking place in the NFL, the NBA, and Major, Major League Baseball, within the, they're predicting within the next five to eight years, it's going to just absolutely just crumble. Because the television stations and the TV networks are not going to be able to pay these contracts. Mm. It's massive. It's interesting. I like to see yeah. that. Yeah. Becky, what do we got else? Uh, we got some more stuff on the IMs coming through. Uh, interesting uh, topics, hot topics. If not, Bry. Mike, did, did, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have a uh, an invite back to the Fed Nation Championship? I did. And you declined it because you were fishing. I did. I did. I had a very similar situation happen to what we're talking about. And uh, I I had qualified for the divisional after I already qualified for the elites. And I decided not to go and fish that tournament and give it to another guy in New Jersey to go and have a chance at it. I didn't feel like it was right. You know what I mean? Did he thank you? No, the guy never thanked me, but I didn't feel like it was right, and I felt like it was going to be taking a step backward yeah. for me and my career. If I was to go back and win a divisional, make the nationals again, how I, I you know I thought to myself oh, that would look fucking bad on me because I already qualified for the elites. Yeah. It would look really bad on mm-hmm. me to do that. Hey, Pete, so I didn't. But somebody that, said that was, here that Brandon Polnick did the same thing as you. I don't. But see, if they had right. a platform, they wouldn't even have to consider that right. and all that. Hey, you said something earlier during the interview with Jerry about how uh, New Jersey has experienced growth in the Federation and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a unique case because I'm telling you right now, all the discussion for the most part that we just had with Jerry, where is the focus? The focus is on the Elite Series. You right. agree? Yeah, sure. And, and one of the questions that I wanted to ask him, how many times – I know Ike's got one, right? How many times, say within the past three weeks, four weeks, whatever, have you seen a vehicle with a bass sticker on the back window? Yeah, I don't. I zero. I don't see them near zero. near as zero. much as right? I used to. Because they don't. I don't think they give them away anymore. You remember when you became a member? Oh, it was. And it you was. Remember? That brand dude, it, equity with that brand was massive. Dude, let 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 yeah. Bry chime in on this, Bry. You remember and what you're talking about are I, I like to pinpoint it to like the mid to late 80s into the early 90s, mm-hmm. the heyday of when the clubs and the bass met. Really, really, it was like an emotional thing. Yeah. Because I can remember, and I'm gonna have Dave chime in on this too. I remember. Getting my first Bass membership and subscription in like the mid 80s, but I couldn't wait 
to put that on my first vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was mm-hmm. like a badge of, of freaking yes. honor to get that bass membership thing and put it on your back yep. window to the right or left. Could never be centered. It was on the right or the left side of your your window in the back, and it was like emotionally tied. It was like a badge of honor. So you I still have that. Uh, I had three. I had <laughs> Bass was up top. I had Red Man on the bottom, Red and, Man? and Glock underneath of all that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would really like That's to know. Awesome. I would really like to know on the instant feedback. How many people have a bass sticker oh, yeah. on the back of their truck? Yeah. Nah. Well, uh, you know, hardly ever. Hey, it's funny you say that. I had this exact conversation with Jerry McInnes about, what did he say? about wow. that. Wow. Um, remember, he came and spoke at the Bass University. He did? Uh, for w- one of our events, and it, it was it was great that he was there, and we talked a little bit about the Federation. And, uh, and he mentioned that exact thing, that he's not seeing as many of the bass stickers as yeah. as he used to and um you know he wants to he wants to work on that part bring that b- brand back he told a funny story i can't really remember all of it but uh he said he when he he saw somebody with a bass sticker on it and he 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 was driving i guess and he was trying to drive up to the guy to thank him or give him something you know for for being a bass member and and the guy thought that he was stalking him or trying to <laughs> trying to <laughs> creepy old man <laughs> oh my god this old guy's follow me he's gonna beat the shit like out of jerry's yeah. follow stranger danger yeah. <laughs> but but that's funny but that's the main reason why he came to speak with us is because he wanted to connect to the grassroots uh, angler uh. that's the only reason he came and he expressed great interest in that, and I'm I'm surprised to hear about the other federation nations because what what happened was when the federations split, yeah. right? Everything took a nosedive. That was a bad deal. Right now, what we're seeing in the state of New Jersey is the the nation side of the federation has has gotten some good leadership, a great some leadership. support from Bass, yeah, the and, best. and they're expanding. Their boat numbers are growing in comparison to the yeah the uh, that up, the, up the, until the, about the federation, the TBF side. That's which horrible. Is, which is gr- which is kind of shrinking right now. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with the leadership within those groups. Yeah. But um, but there is there is a bigger thing happening there. There's some negative things that that you know uh, the youth groups have started to go away in favor of the high school groups. Mm-hmm. So that youth club that was supported by the federation is is not there like it used to I mean, be. Casting with. kids doesn't even exist anymore, no. does it? it? It I don't know. Some federations uh, are still doing really? it. You sure. still see it at, at see a lot it. of the outdoor shows, mm. and we get asked yeah. to, we get asked to participate and, and give away awards at that kind of stuff. All but, right, I'll ask you this, Pete. Shoot. Is Bass a tournament organization? Or a membership organization. Well, you know, I, I gotta say that you know, in light of, we've talked about this five hundred thousand members. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that's got to be. You know, here's the deal: when you're in business, you got to look at your different revenue streams, right? I their subscription revenue stream is a giant, mm-hmm. right? They're the big gorilla. They're the big dog because of that number. And uh, and I think that is probably their primary part of their business. I, it, it has now. There's they're definitely a tournament business. They're they're also a TV business. Really, that's what tournaments are. They're a TV business too. Uh, so they're both of those things. Where what is their greatest source of revenue and and interest? I don't know. But I I got to tell you, generally speaking, 
of the of the average bass fishing group, yeah. only a small part of them follow the elites. The vast majority of them are interested in how yeah. they can catch bass, yeah. not how Mike can mm. catch bass. You're right. Yeah. You know, so I got. You know, if I had to pick one, I'd say they're a subscription business. Yeah. Well, here you go. We're gonna we're gonna take this little segue here, and you mentioned that you felt like the membership of the Bass Nation was growing. And that might change. That was up to about two weeks ago when Bass made an announcement with some changes. And uh, we, we've got a caller on the phone that is a part of the New Jersey. He's the president. President of the New Jersey Bass Nation. Uh, just came back from a meeting with Pre- Bass. President's meeting in President's Louisiana. Meeting in Louisiana at the Bass Nationals. So I'd, I'd love to talk to this guy and, and get a get a feeling for... For, for what's happening. Bri, who, who we do have, we have on the phone? We have Bill Tiger, uh, Jersey pr- president. Bill Tiger on the phone. Bill, how are you tonight? Good, Mike. How are you? Good. Good to hear from you. Uh, this is probably perfect timing for this call from a lot of reasons. Um, this show, we've been talking about nonstop. We've been talking about the future of the sport. We've been talking about where bass is going uh, we, we've, hit, we've hit it from every angle. So to have you on tonight is awesome. So thank you for taking some time to talk to us tonight. What, what in your opinion, you, you're fresh off this meeting with Bass at the Federation Nationals. What is your take on the Federation, the future of the Federation, and the future of bass fishing in general? It's funny, I hate that word, federation. <laughs> Bass nation. <laughs> but it's trying to get past that. Um, the meetings down there weren't, weren't bad. You know, they're talking about growth. I mean, Bass has 19,860 members or whatever it is, and they're talking about growth, but they don't give the grassroots guys a way to grow. You know, they, they push everything else, and they take away from us constantly. You know, they're taking classic spots away. Yeah. That's the carrot. The carrot for the yeah. best nation is that classic spot. Yeah. And they keep taking away. We don't get the, you know, I know TV coverage is expensive and everything else, but if you showed once in a while a Bass Nation tournament, you know, where uh, Joe sees his friend Mike out there fishing on the lake and you're down to that grassroots level, it promotes that guy to think, geez, maybe I'll get on TV. I'm going to go to the next tournament. Yeah. You know, it's just little things like that that promote the sport from our aspect. I mean, like you touched on tonight, uh, the split was terrible. I mean, it killed us. It yeah. killed all of us yeah. to split and uh, not stay together. Uh, you know, we had 28 boats on the Delaware. The uh, TVF had 12 boats on the Delaware. You combine them so we had 40 boats. We would have had 40 boats in one group on the Delaware. You know, years ago, before it was split, we had 125 boats yeah. on a pack on. Yeah. You know, and this gave us the power to advertise and push more. And we struggle for members. I mean, it's a struggle getting members. I offer a lot because Bass gives me the alliance package to offer discounts on products, and that's how I build my membership. But, you know, I have clubs that have 38 members in them, and they have five guys out of that 38 to fish the Bass Nation. And, you know, they're members. Yes, they are members. But they're not members that are excited about coming right. out and fishing with us. Right. They're, not, so they're there because they, they hold a card and so forth. Yeah, they're not right. a, they're not active members. And I, I, I saw this coming because i got to tell you, I saw the official press release 
come out from Bass and saw the number of classic spots go down from from what is it five or six to three, and I I knew what was coming and you, and I apologize, Bill, because you know the federate when I say federation, that's when I was young, right? And, and that that's all there was. And when I fished it, it was the federation. So my mind still thinks about that. But when I fished it, it was, I, I don't know, it, it felt like it was something different. You know, it was so important. And there was coverage. You know, Bob Cobb covered it, and, and the Federation National was covered. Yeah. The, the the Bass Nation National was covered back then. Yeah, it was a live event. Yeah. It was a live event. And, and it just felt like it meant a lot more than it means now. Do, do you feel like they're degrading every year the importance of, of the Bass Nation? Yes, I do. And... You know, which I don't understand because financially, we are the ones that buy the product. You know, the sponsors throw the product in front of us. It's not, and you know, I'm not saying this uh, as a point blank thing, but it's not the Elite Series that's buying the product. Ninety-five percent of the time, they're sponsored. You know, and they're they're doing. It's not the youth program, yes, to a point. The high school program to a point, the college to a point. But overall, your grassroots guys are the ones that are out there spending, you know, walking in Bass Pro Shop and spending $200, $300 at a clip. You know, that's where the money's coming from. And I don't know, I get so frustrated because here's what's in front of you. The Bass Nation putting out all the money, spending for the product and everything, and we're not getting our, our, our return on it from anything. Yeah. That's where I get so frustrated. Yeah, well, um, and that's clearly frustrating, and I think you're right. But uh, and, 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 and I'm hearing this news for the first time. We're down to three spots for the Classic for the Federation Anglers. How are they broken up? Yes. Uh, what, what is that? They, they've made smaller uh, regional tournaments? How, how, is that, how is that? Yeah, done? instead of we're not having a divisional anymore, we're having regionals. Okay. And they broke it down into three regions, the country okay. into three regions. And they're taking uh, three from uh, from that the championship. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. For that. Well, that's you know that's certainly that that's a very very significant hit. And I think one of the you know and that's going to be a problem because the carrot is getting smaller for for recruiting. But I think really one of the biggest foes of the federation right now is is competing with the high school uh, teams and the college. Uh, you know, programs for media attention. You know, uh, I think that's that seems to be where where a lot of the focus is for all these these groups and these organizations. And unfortunately, you're right. I mean, the 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 money spenders are in the federation. I mean, uh, let's be honest. A high school and a college kid can't buy a boat. Can't buy a seventy thousand right. dollar bass boat. He's not going to be in the market to buy a, that kind of bass boat. For ten years, you know, and you yeah, know, the, well, you're 100 percent right on that. That is a fact. They're not. They're not going to. And and I don't know what I don't know figures for the return on the high school program. But you know, if you walk up to a sponsor and you're saying, "Well, we want to sponsor a high school program," it, it lights up lights up with them right away. Well, this is high school kids. We're gonna we'll get something in return on sponsoring them and so forth. But. Uh, then you miss the point of the grassroots guys that you just went over their heads, you know, to sponsor their their products. We we in New Jersey we don't do we're doing better sponsor wise. Uh, you all are familiar with Mark Goldberg? He takes care of my sponsorship and everything. Pete has yep. helped us out. Uh, Mike's come and helped us out different times. But um, we push for going to the guys and promoting 
different pro- and have them use the products that we uh, that help us, you know, and get the money from that. But still, you know, on, on the overall bass circuit thing, it's just very aggravating to see the way it's going. I mean, we've increased. You know, we went from 180. I think we're 225 members now. But 225 members, I have 87 that really follow the point trail. Mm. Well, 87, uh, something like that that follows the point trail. Yeah. So where do we go to bring these guys out and get them fishing and sign them back up and expanding? Well, that's you know where where I'm going. Yeah, yeah that's always yeah. been that. It's always been kind of that way in the federation. I mean, the majority of the guys that are club guys, boy, they they just like to fish. They like to fish the club tournaments. Um, their family obligations or financial limitations prevent them from being able to follow a points trail where you're paying a bigger entry fee and having to travel away from your family for the weekend. So it, 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 that that always seems to be the case. But I'm I'm glad to see the membership expanding. Oh. I mean that's 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 awesome that you're able to. And I think a lot of that is you know because of the work that you're doing. And you know you got to be proud of that because it's a it is a tough business climate out there to expand that group. You're doing a pretty good I'm job. A, I'm a little bit of glutton for punishment because I was also I moved out to Arizona for a couple of years and I opened my mouth out there and got elected president of the Arizona <laughs> Bass Nation. So I think I'm one of the few that had had experience across the country with two different organizations, that, you know, two different Bass Nation organizations in the area. But it's all the same. It's the same across the country. Yeah, we're we're fighting for what we get all the time, and it's just being pulled away from us all the time. What did they replace? Uh, did they replace anything with these three classic spots that they took? Did they like uh, give anything else? Like you know maybe? Well, yeah, they're giving boats now. Uh, they're giving spots for the opens. They're paying entrance fees for the opens for well, your top three guys. Um, I I'm not real. I haven't went over the paperwork a whole lot, so I haven't been re really versed in what's going on but there's money involved now you know before you went and you didn't have to pay now your boaters have to pay two hundred dollars entrance fees and your non-boaters have to pay a hundred dollar entrance fees mm-hmm. and that's going out to be uh you know re- prize money and boats and so mm-hmm. forth for the anglers so it has helped in the sense that now the non-boaters because um you know it, it's uh, the format where they don't have any say or what's going on pro-am series and they will get a lot more than they ever got before because, you know, if a, if a co-angler went, he didn't really come out with anything at the end of the tournament. Where now he will come out with a boat, he will come out with a chance to be uh, uh, um, to get more money up front and everything. So it's helped out that way. Um, and and it's not just us. You know, the uh, TBF has gone the same way. If you look at their new format for this year. Uh, and Bass's new format, if you read through all of them in detail, both of the organizations are going the same way. The only thing is they cut down on their travel a little bit, and we went a little bit the other way because we could go anywhere from Maine to Florida next year wherever Bass decides they want to hold our event. Mm -hmm. So that's made it a little rough on us. But uh, other than that, they have helped as far as putting some some stuff out in front of the guys. Hey, Hey, Bill, it's Dave. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned you have a you have a couple hundred active members with with about a quarter of that or more showing up for tournaments. Do you think part of the problem is, and it's a hard problem to overcome, but New Jersey has about ten guys every year that are they're just phenomenal anglers. They could compete, they could compete at a real high level. Do you think there's an intimidation factor for like say an average club member 
to to just not want to invest the money to travel down to Maryland or up to New York to compete against these guys? And how do you overcome that, if if that's what you think the case is? You know, Dave, it's always been a factor where you say bass, and they don't realize that we all put our pants on the same way. You know, they think we're better anglers because you're bass. We can't compete. You know, and you have to override that with all. I go to club meetings, like the one I said has 35. I'll go to their meeting and I'll tell them, you know, come out, see what it's like. You know, they're every, average guys. Everybody's the same. You know, there's nothing. And we do have guys that are better on the on the river and the flats and so forth. So we try to move our tournaments away from those areas so it's uh, better competition overall for everybody. Rather, you know, you go to the flats, five guys are going to win. You go to Delaware, five guys are going to win. So you might as well just hand them whatever. And that's what I want to get away from the guys, that that's not going to happen, you know, that we're going to promote it so that you get away and everybody's more on an equal base. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we went to Cayuga this year and for our three-day tournament. It was great. Everybody was on an equal basis, and there's only been one or two guys that have been up there before, and it really worked out good. How, how was the participation? That was your team tournament, right? Was it? How was the participation in that? Peter was, when they first brought it up, I said, oh, no, we're not going to get the guys. We're not going to get the travel. You know, they don't like We had great participation. We had uh, all the clubs had people going. It was better than I ever thought it was going to be. That, that's always been the case in the Jersey Federation is that, that that's when you get those clubbers out there, the top six man team that's when we would always have the biggest tournaments of the year and uh you know we saw that every year it looks like that's still going strong that's great news yeah you, you, you know with the new format we're taking 20 people it's no more 12 man it's 20 men 20 people qualify to go to the regional wow so you know it's know a bigger expense there but it gives the guys a lot more chance you know yeah. to, to make it and go yeah so it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Well, Bill, hey, th- thanks for calling it because this was this was like perfect timing for you to give us an update from a federate uh, from a nation standpoint on what was going on in a grassroots standpoint, and uh, uh, we're going to keep in touch with you if that if that's okay as this progresses because I'm sure things were going to change here in the next couple months and weeks. Uh, can, can we keep in touch with you and get a get an update oh, yeah, on what's anytime. going on? Anytime, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. I'd like to get the word out to the guys and everything. The, there's people that are listening to our broadcast right now that want to be part of a club. How, how do they How do they join the the Jersey Bass Federation? They just go Nation. to the website. My name is on there. <laughs> they can call me anytime. My email's on there. They can email me anytime. Yeah, you know, it's it's the same old way. It's uh, it's the meeting and getting it done. So, gotcha. Hey, Thank, good good job, Bill. Anytime. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bill. Okay. 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 Great show tonight, too, guys. It was really informative. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. man. Appreciate yep. it. Hey, Pete. You it's know how many uh, how many people? This is for Oklahoma. Uh, I don't even want to know. All right, dude. Used to be when I started out, it was 100, 110 people. Right. Eleven. 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 Wow. Eleven people at the first qualifier. Wow. That's that's, and that's truly amazing because you have tournaments out there in Oklahoma that are drawing eight hundred boats. Where, well, not 800. But 
Well, I've, I mean, I've heard. I, the, the, yeah. They have those events where they draw that many, but yeah. I mean, a typical team trail will draw anywhere between 250 and 350. That's a, right. it's just an amazing number. But those those same people that are yeah. ate up with bass fishing are not interested in yeah, the federation. You know they hate the politics. That, no, but he, he's dead on. Politics. Yeah. So, but, he's dead on. So anyone listening from New Jersey, I can tell you, I'm a member. Bill Tiger and Bob Brennan run one of the best federations that have that have ever been run. These guys do a great job. There's no chicken shit, petty politics. Bob, the tournament director, that he's not out looking for a reason to get someone in trouble. And if someone no. files a protest, he's going to challenge them and make them articulate the case before he even brings it to you. I can tell you right now, if anyone in New Jersey is, is, is thinks that it may be something like that or maybe what it used to be, it's not. These guys run a great, mm. great tournament, yeah. man. They do a good job. I'm going to tell you, here's my opinion. We heard a lot of opinions tonight, and I want Brian to back me up on this. My opinion of the downfall of the New Jersey Bass Federation, Bass Nation, whatever you want to call it, is pinpointed to one thing. Bob Sully. Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking dude. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. 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 You ever get your shit pushed in? Dude. 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 All right. uh, We've covered a lot of cool stuff. Let me remind you, uh, you're watching Ike Live. Man, it's been a crazy show. Keep in touch with us. Show's not over yet. You can hit us up a lot of ways. Hit us up on IM. It's not over yet? No, it's not over yet. Calm down. We got got a full 10 minutes. Uh, Hit us up on IM. Hit us up on social media. Uh, Ike Live show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Well, what do we got? We got something. Yeah, what do you got? So, back to Mark. Right? No. Don't break the ice. That sounds dangerous. Back to Mark. <laughs> Back to Mark. Mark has an amazing feat that he accomplished. Dude. Wow. Amazing. So a bunch of anglers pulled a bunch of money together, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they put him in this gigantic poker tournament. World Series. Wow. World Series yeah. of poker. Yeah. 6,000 entrants. Yes. You got a ton of people. Yeah. He made history that day. I did. Wow. As the first guy to get eliminated. Wow! <laughs> Round of applause. Nobody told him not to sit in front of the mirror. Wow. Dude, it was awesome. I got interviewed by me. USA the Today mirror. interviewed me. It was it was awesome. I ended up wow. Uh, uh, at the time, and I don't even remember who it was, but there was a online <laughs> poker place that was going to give me a trip for their tournament at uh, the Philippines. Wow. Manila. Wow. And that was when the Happy hurricane ending. it was the hurricane went through there, canceled the tournament. Phuket. Couldn't go. They sent me a check for six grand. Wow. So I ended up getting six grand for being the first for being wow. the first guy knocked out. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Wow. Always but, finds a way hey, to make dude, it. Dude, I I love poker. Everybody knows that because of fish and chips. I had the ten most incredible hands I ever had. I had like pocket queens wow. four times. Pocket aces twice. What? Yeah, I had Jack King suited that I played, but I got knocked out uh, with pocket aces. Wow. Now Beck, now how do you get knocked out with pocket aces? Rebecca. Yes. I want to. I wanted the same scenario to happen in in tournaments, in bass tournaments, <laughs> because this year I was the first man out twice, so I would have been twelve thousand dollars richer. Mm. First man out twice. It was a very suicidal year. Yeah. 51st at uh, Havasu uh, by three ounces. Yeah. And on the Great Lakes, too. And right? 51st at St. Clair yeah. because of a fucking tiebreaker. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yes. 
you squeaked into that classic. I squeaked in. Yeah. Pete, you had you had a you missed a cut by a, a twelve cut, right? Champlain. How, how many times? Yeah. No, this year. Champlain. Oh, this year. Very close. Oh, this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had a good tournament. Yeah. Well, it was a ten cut. Ten for cut. the FLW, I finished 12. 10, 10, yeah. Hey, oh, I, I will say this, though, Ike. That whole deal that the anglers, there was a group of about 25 guys yeah. that actually paid for that. Might even have been more. Uh, and, and, you know, earlier I was kind of going on a rant about how, you know, I didn't feel like that whole respect thing. I think the anglers themselves really, really appreciated what I had done over the years for them, and and that Absolutely. was that was a big reason why they did what they did, and uh, yeah. I can't thank those guys enough. All I tried to do was give them the exposure that I felt like they deserved, in in a way that I thought would showcase their yeah. performance the best. Yeah, and, and you you did it, and you did it, and and you know the people that are passionate about the sport and that know the history of the sport that they they know, you know what I mean, like. They know they know the real deal. Yeah, so, it was a cool yeah. deal though. Got to meet uh, Phil Helmuth and uh, a lot of these big name poker guys. All yeah. came up to me and awesome. got interviewed by. That's cool. Probably ten, twelve media outlets. Wow, That's insane. Well, I, That's I, amazing. I, I watch poker. <laughs> what what uh, what year was this? When did this happen? Three years ago. Three years ago. Can we yeah. play Lady Gaga right now? Poker face. <laughs> Somebody has on the IM feed here has put the link to your exit interview. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's pretty cool. I'll have to look at that later. Yeah. That. The phone was blowing up. They were all trying to find me. Nobody knew who I was, and they were yeah. like, "Who's the first guy knocked out? We need to get a hold of him." <laughs> How long did it take? Less than an hour. Less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I had those ten hands in about thirty-five minutes. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, I, I was shocked that the guy called me on my all-in. It's amazing. Well, yeah. let, let, let's uh, let, let's take a time and uh, let's do this. We got uh, some announcements to catch up on. If I don't do this, uh, Brian the Carpenter beats me with a hammer after the show because that's all he carries a hammer and he has a pencil in his ear. So let's catch up on some announcements real quick uh, to let you know uh, Ike Live. Is available a lot of places post show. Pete, I know you know this, but I'm going to refresh your memory. If you miss the show, if you want to watch it again, if you want to listen to it again, you can get us a lot of places. Uh, you can download us at iTunes. You can get us at Stitcher. You can find us on Carbon TV. And of course, you can find select clips on YouTube and Periscope. Um, uh, special shout out to X Mark again. The uh, uh, take back your weekend sweepstakes. Fishing with the winner tomorrow on Delaware River. Super awesome. Woo. Uh, Liquid Mayhem, big sponsor of Ike Live. Available at Tackle Warehouse and select Bass Pro Shop stores. Don't go to Bass Pro Shops. They own everything. They're a monopoly. Go to Tackle Warehouse. They're way better. Uh, five exciting flavors. I know you already know this, but I'm going to repeat them. Shad, garlic, minnow, crawl, garlic, crawl, and Dave, the last one. Leech. <laughs> I love leech. 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 And, and, of course, last Ike Live, we exposed the panther. So. The panther? Real bits of panther in every bottle. Arr! Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, Ike Foundation, uh, you know, if you want to help out kids and kids in fishing, check out the Ike Foundation uh, great, great charity helping get kids involved all over the country. You can find that on MikeIkenoe.com slash Ike Foundation. And finally, big shout out to Carbon TV. 
Uh, go to Carbon TV. Sign up at Carbon TV. You can find Ike Live, and you can also find old City Limit shows. Awesome. Yeah. And here's the song for Mark. Look at it. Look at it. Look at Dave. Look at Dave on, on the screen bouncing his head. That's right. Dave dances. Start pointing down. Yeah. Point down, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Machine head sign language, Point right? Down. That was so funny, man. That's one of the funniest things I had ever that heard. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, y- y- let's get caught up here, too. Uh... Oh, we brought a knife out. I like this. We're going to multitask. It's like a shank. Uh, This is great timing. Brian DeCarpenter, remind me, is this great timing or what? We're going to start talking about Pete and Dave's weight. At the same time, we're going to cut the the birthday cake. We're feeding them cake. We're feeding them cake, and we're going to talk about weight. I didn't get my problems from cake. I'm not a cake eater, so that really don't matter to me. I can look right at that and not be tempted. But if that was a bowl of cheese fries or a cheesesteak, dude, (laughs) I'd be be sweating right now. Cheese fries. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Gravy fries or just cheese fries? Gravy fries, Dave? Gravy fries. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Learned that when I was up in Quebec. You Uh, get the French fries with the brown gravy on it. Oh, it's good. Gravy fries are good. Uh, All right, so, Pete, we're going to start with you. Uh... I'm not going to go back over the whole monotonous madness. Let's just say this. You were in the mid-250s when we started. A lot of work. A lot of downward weight. <laughs> about a fork. And it's great. As I'm talking about this, we're serving he cake. cake. You had to eat it with your hands. Snorts uh, it in his nose like, like a bump. <laughs> started in the mid-250s. A huge decline all the way to the low 220s. And as of last show, Mr. Guzik, official weight was 225. Where do we come in on this show? 230. 230! Two. <laughs> oh, my. 230! 230, everyone. Eat up, Pete. Mike, this is two, like, this I'm sorry, is like that mountain climber on, on Price is Right. So, so what happened? The idea, the idea of... Uh, fighting at light heavyweight wasn't as attractive as heavyweight. Like what? You know, I got no, I got no excuses. I was changing the weight class a little bit. It just, uh, I'm battling right now. I plateaued for a while. I'm on the upswing, trying to get things back under control. I was sick for a couple weeks, and uh, probably and that busy, kept though. me, that kept me from working as as hard as I want to on this. But uh, here we are. We're hey, it's it's real life. You know, I know a lot of people wrestle with this like I am. I lost some weight. My body, it's funny thing about the body, man. Once you lose weight, your body desperately wants to get that weight back. It wants to bring it back. It wants yeah. to bring it back. And that, and and I'm I'm fighting that right now and Mike. Uh, I I am going to do, try to do a little bit better job of it. And lose lose it, some man. weight for next time. That's where now, I'm at. 2:30, baby. I as you, Brian buddy. scolds me for eating into the mic, which is his nightmare. Dude. I know. I'm going to do it. Does this weight gain have anything to do with your mustache? <laughs> That's what Fred on the IM just said. That's yeah. a, a five-pound stash. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's a lot of weight in there that I don't even know about, like dinner from last night and the night before. It collects. Blue balls. <laughs> What's Collect. that? Blue balls. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I mean, is there extra weight in your sack right now? All right. All right. No. All right. Uh, let's switch it now. <laughs> And we're going to Dave, and as all uh, everybody that's an Ike Live, true Ike Live fan, you know, we had such success on this segment of the show, Dave decided to... Now, Brian made me do this. I, <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with this. Okay. All right, Dave, but you, you're having some big big uh, weight loss here. I, I want to remind everybody, 270, 263, 260, continual drop, and tonight... 57. 
257. Round of applause, everybody. Continual drop. So well are we are are we gonna follow the Lawrence sonar curve that Pete's followed, where we nah. go down and a little bit back up? Nah. You think you're gonna go down, 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 down? My goal is my goal is my goal is to fluctuate between how I eat or what I'm eating between 220 and 225. That's where I want to get to. Okay. And that's manageable. That's I mean, fair. just by you know, I'm, I'm going to the gym five, six days a week, and what I'm doing with my body. I mean, you're not seeing a tremendous overall weight loss because I'm, I'm putting on muscle. You know, like five pounds of fat looks like this. Yeah. Five pounds of muscle looks like this. Yeah. I mean, it, so you know, my my fat belts, they're at the last loop. So I mean, I, I know I'm losing more weight than what the scale says. You really can't go. But that's what girls do. Right. You know, guys don't <laughs> that's do what that. Girls do. You know, it's a girl thing. That's a yeah. girl thing. Hey, that's awesome. You're I doing like, a hell of a job. I like Thank the weight loss. Well done. Mark, can we? Would you like to weigh in tonight? Do you want to get on the same program? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I got cake to eat and beer to drink. Okay. That a boy. Okay. I just thought I'd throw it out there since no. you're our special no. guest tonight. No. Um, let me remind everybody the upcoming show schedule. Yes. For Ike Live it's is sick. disgusting. Sick. It's absolutely disgusting. You guys got to start. You got to tune in and tell your friends about the next one and the one after that. Yeah. Now, now let me let me preface this next one by letting everybody know that Dave, you and Brian are both really hardcore UFC fans. So this this oh. is a big show for you guys. Not just UFC, but too. MMA altogether. MMA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. MMA. Like, I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to. To get in, because we're not going to be talking about fucking unionizing Who, bass anglers. We're, Jim Miller. We're going to be talking about yep. his passions as well as, as, as the fighting business. And the, the correlation we're going to draw is the business model in terms of sponsorships, because there is a big thing yeah. happening in the UFC yeah. right now with the Reebok deal. Yeah. But, you know, he's got a big fight coming up against, against a guy named Mike, uh, Chiesa. Mike Chiesa. I can never pronounce his name because it's not... It, it look, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a real tough fight for Jim and anyone who's a fight fan of of MMA, of MMA or the UFC. Like Jim Miller is, he's kind of like your version uh, in the UFC. He's yeah. just a tough grinder, man. Yeah. That's, that's just in every single fight, yeah. and he puts it, puts everything out every time he fights. There's no dog fight of Jim Miller. They're all. They're all great fights. That's awesome. I, I'm I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked to have. Uh, you know, we've had some in the studio before. We've had some Skype in, but a mainstream athlete from another sport. It's awesome. I love it. I love having. And we're gonna him in fish it. with him all day long. Yeah, and we're gonna fish with him. So. And, I'm, and I'm rolling up the mats in my house and bringing him. He's gonna teach you some jujitsu. Yeah. You don't now know this that is yet. gonna be interesting. Oh wow. This is not a normal Ike Live. We'll let everybody know we're gonna have normal portions, but you're gonna see video and content from from this show. Of us fishing with Jim, and then Jim in here doing a little bit of MMA stuff and probably kicking my ass. So well, it's not in here. Great. It's going to choke you out. They're, 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 they're resolute <laughs> mats. We're not dragging those mats up and down these steps. It's going to get rolled out in the grass. Let's okay. hope it ain't raining. In the grass. That's cool. You know? uh, also, on that same show, which is November 15th, uh, we're going to have Hunter Shyrock in the house. And uh, those of you know those Shyrock brothers, Fletcher and Hunter. Uh, Hunter's going to be in uh, talking about a lot of stuff. And we're probably – Brian DeCarpenter – Yes. Am I wrong? Are we going to do a special Hunter show later in the week, too? That I, we... I hope so, man. Okay. I really hope so. so. We won't officially announce it, but we'll give a little teaser. All dependent on your schedule. Okay. All right. So um, uh, Jim Miller, Hunter Shyrock, November 15th. Pretty awesome. November 22nd, which is going to be our Thanksgiving special. My wife's Pete. birthday. Yeah, Pete. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe uh, should, we, should we bring Hedge in for the show? Uh, 
Is that a bad idea? <laughs> I'm already missing her birthday. Okay. Uh, do you want to dress up as a turkey for the no costume? Thanksgiving? No. No costume. Yeah, yeah. That's no what costume. that's what I want to do. Okay. Because <laughs> we did that last I'd, year. I'd like that. All right, we did that last year. Uh, November 22nd. It is the Thanksgiving special. Great tie-in to being thankful. Uh, we have a Green Beret, Army Ranger, fellow fishhead, Captain Jack Ontario, and his pal Mark. McCowan? Mark McCowan. Yeah. He's going to join us live, and we're going to talk about a lot of shit. It's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about his past. We're going to talk about um, sacrifice and and dealing with extreme pressure, extreme situations, which military guys do all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stress. Gonna, stress. Have stress. It. We're going to talk about a lot. Dave, you're yeah. going to chime in from the, from the police side of it. You've yeah. dealt with it. Yeah, it's no, be a cool show. I, well, I think what one of the coolest things about this is that he we found like we found this guest from our IM board. Mm. He IM'd about and he's going to talk about an idea that he has, but he IM'd about it. And that's how we made contact with this guy. It's cool. So in his business, in, in his business of being in the army, he served at the most elite highest level that the special forces has. Yeah. Like there's nothing there's no, there's nothing no. more in a uniform He was the service. best of the best. He's the best of the best. Yeah. As an yeah. outlier. Yeah. He and his friend were outliers. And That's we're, cool. It's pretty neat that we're going to have back-to-back outliers in terms of athletes like Jim Miller and warriors yeah. l- like these two guys. Awesome. You know? It's yeah. going to be awesome. We're going fishing the day before the show on the Chesapeake. We are. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it'll be cool that you know get to know a little bit more about him while yeah. while we're out there. Now we need video footage of that too. Cell phone, whatever. We're gonna I, give a Sony camera, whatever. Uh, you need. we'll shoot some footage. Okay. Footage. Let's 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 get a Sony propped in there somewhere. Okay. J three are probably hiding in the cowling, filming it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pop up out of the live yeah. one. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. It's probably true. And uh, l- l- let me let me finish the year out for you while I'm here, real quick. The sem- the and, and the list continues of amazing shows. Mm-hmm. December sixth, we have our urban urban. Fishing special with special guest, the cast crew, members of the cast crew, in straight from Chicago. Wow. It's going to be amazing. Uh, talking about street fishing, we're going to be talking about it. It's going to be an amazing show. <laughs> street fishing? Street fishing. <laughs> yeah. Just an amount of manhole. <laughs> street fishing. Okay. Have you seen that? Have you seen that video? No, dude. Oh, it's impressive. Yeah, right. it's crazy. Catching uh, them out of a manhole? Out of what? a manhole? Everywhere. Really? Fountains? That's it doesn't cool. matter. It's all the same. Uh, December 20th. Our Christmas special, we're going to end the year uh, with a very special uh, guest, Dave Mercer, joining us. It's going to be a super exclamation point to the year. And I'm just going to give you two teasers to the new year, and then we'll, we'll stop talking about our upcoming shows. The se- uh, 2016, we're going to start the year off with a bang. Should I officially announce this, Becker, or not yet? Yes. Do it. Okay. Do it. January 3rd. Our first show back in 2016, Kevin Van Dam Get on Ike Live, announcing yeah. it here for the first time. That's right. That's right. People have begged for two guests on Ike Live in the last couple months. Yeah. Kevin Van Dam and Dave LaFever, and we've secured one. <laughs> so we're halfway there to the promised land. We're halfway to the promised land. Pete, can you help us with the second securing? I, I, I'll make the call. Okay. Now, Pete's a huge fan of Dave. Absolutely. Oh, like, so, come on. Well, they used to travel together. They slept together. Oh, a few yeah, he's times. a huge fan. He's, yeah. So Dave won't have to worry about not having representation right. in the room because Pete will be of an ardent supporter of Dave's Absolutely. interests. Absolutely. 
KBD, January 3rd, and February 21st, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, Jacob Prosnick in, in the studio. studio. Uh, Going to be a great show. Uh, let me thank everybody for jo- uh, joining us tonight. Tune in to Ike Live. What an amazing show, man. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of this fucking awesome cake. Uh <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, Let me remind you, you can get us anytime, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Carbon TV. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Mark. Thank you, Cast of Ike Live. We'll see you later. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, night, everybody. I'm going to finish my cake.